Thanks for tuning in. We hope this message encourages and challenges you today. Now here's Pastor Marco DeBarros. But I do want to talk to you about think better, live better. You know, this is, this is something that I believe that um, it's almost like one of those messages you always got to come back to a few times. You know, we might call it different things, but it's always going to be about think better, because when you think better, you live better. You know, the premises of this, this message is, is, is this, is that the, the, the life that you're going to live and the fulfillment that you're going to have in life has a lot to do with your thinking. You know, people say you are what you eat, but the truth is you are what you think. You know, the Bible says as a man thinks, so he goes. Right? And so everything that we are starts in our minds. And so I believe this is a life-changing message. I know every week I believe God brings a message to change us. But I believe sometimes he brings a message that's like urgent, you know, to really shape things, to mold things for the better. Can you say amen? And so if you have your Bibles today, our reading is going to come from Philippians chapter 4. Verses 6 through 9. Philippians 4, verses 6 through 9. Can we get a little bit more light in the house? I want to see these beautiful people. Uh, and I don't want anyone falling asleep on me. Um, come on now. <laughs> Philippians 4. I love it. I love it. Philippians 4, verses 6 through 9. Are you there? Come on now. The Bible says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about Everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for, what, for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true. And honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Can you say amen? amen. Come on now. Come on, phone. Come on. <laughs> you know, the beauty of the gospel, which is the good news, is that uh, it's a package deal. What I mean is this. Salvation is not just one thing. It's many things. Right? In other words, you know, a lot of times people say God will forgive you of your sins. And that's the beginning of salvation. But it's not the all of the salvation. Right? It's a package deal. Like it, it's something that keeps on giving. You ever watch those commercials? They're like, wait, there's more. Okay? That's what salvation is. Right? God's like, okay, there's forgiveness. That's free. And that Jesus came and died for you. But wait, there's more. Right? If you, if you accept Christ now, I'll throw in my redemption. And I'll throw in my justification. I'll throw in my sanctification. I'll throw in my healing. I'll throw in my power. I'll throw in my favor. You know, it, it keeps on giving. You know, salvation is an ongoing thing that the Lord wants to do, right? He, it's not just about forgiveness because you don't want to just be forgiven. You want to be empowered. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right? You don't want to keep going back to the same lifestyle. You want to come out of that lifestyle. Right? You want something greater and better than you had before. Right? Because if the point is to stay the same, then what's the point of salvation? Right? Salvation is to say, no, I'm, I'm rescued, I'm healed, I'm restored. I may not be there yet, but I'm on my way. Why? Because he keeps on giving. God never stops working in my life. Can you say amen? And so, yeah, he, he pulls us out of sin. He pulls us out of destructive lifestyles. But also, he begins to heal us. begins to restore us. He begins to bless us. He begins to guide us. And one of the things that the Lord will do is that now he begins to zero in on some of those destructive patterns that we've had over the, over the years. Come on, talk to me. I know we're in church. We all look cute. But, y'all, we, all, we got some jacked up destructive patterns that we've built up over the years. <laughs> that the Lord's like, now that we're acquainted, <laughs> now that the honeymoon season is over, let's get into some things that's going to make you better. Can you say amen? amen. And so the Lord began to zero in on, on, on how we deal in life, how we think, right? Because as a man thinks, so he goes. Can you say amen? And so, and so our minds needs to be redeemed. Our minds need to be transformed. Why? Because the Bible says it's by renewing your mind that you get to know God's will for you. Right? So salvation keeps on giving. Can you say amen? amen. Right? The mind is a powerful thing. It's the greatest computer that you will ever encounter. Yeah. It's so powerful. We only use 10% of it. Can you imagine if we can activate a little bit more of that 10%? You know? But I was thinking about my own life. And, and how um, influence your life can become when you have kids, you know. Um, when you have like 10 kids, your whole life <laughs> is shaped by kids, you know. Like your vocabulary is different. You say things like poop, <laughs> tinkle, <laughs> yummy, and then you speak a lot of gibberish, right? You have your own language. And then you have to struggle with everything that you talk about, you have to struggle with, okay, how do you translate that into a six-year-old, and then how do you translate that into an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old, you know what I mean? Like, your whole life is different, and, and, and sometimes when you spend all day with them, you don't know how to interact with adults, <laughs> right? You, you, you're like, you spend all day with them, and then you go hang out with your boys, and you're saying things like, yo, I got to go to the bathroom, I got to tinkle. <laughs> Your boy's looking at your wheel like, <laughs> but if he has kids, he knows what's up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Boy's like, I'll come tickle with you. <laughs> right? And then, and then I was thinking how your, 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 your entertainment changes because now you watch things differently. Like Disney Junior is your favorite channel. You didn't know you liked Mickey until you had kids. And Doc McStuffin, you know what I mean? Like you didn't know... Right? And then, and then the movies that you watch. And, and so I was thinking about a particular movie because, again, I feel like God now speaks to me through kid stuff. You know? I was thinking about this movie called Inside Out. Have you ever heard of the movie Inside Out? I'm so glad I have parents in the house. Parents are like, yes, my jam! <laughs> love that movie. You know? But I love this movie because it's about the concept of what, what's going on in our minds. What's going on in our hearts and our minds. I want to play a quick clip for you just to give you a perspective of what I'm talking about. And then I'll come back. Right? Are you guys ready up there? All right. Go ahead. Cool. So, how was the first day of school? It was fine, I guess. 
I don't know. Do you ever look at someone and wonder what is going on inside their head? Did you guys pick up on that? Sure mm -hmm. did. Something's wrong. We're gonna find out what's happening, but we'll need support. Signal the husband. Ahem. <clears throat> Uh-oh, she's looking at us. What did she say? What? Oh, oh, sorry, sir. No one was listening. Is it garbage night? Uh, we left the toilet seat up. What? What is it, woman? What? Signal him again. <laughs> ah, so, Riley, how was school? Oh, you gotta be kidding me. For this, we gave up that Brazilian helicopter pilot? <laughs> I know you guys have seen this movie. You gotta go home and get this movie after this, okay? But it's basically that the premise is that in your mind right now, there's different, you know, little guys in there helping you make decisions and choices. You know, you got anger, he's in there, that crazy looking guy. You know, you got worry, you got joy. And, and, and I was thinking about this, is that it, it's such a cool picture of such a spiritual analogy of what happens to us. Because I believe that when you get saved, when you, when you ask Jesus to come into your life, there's a new person that gets added to that table. And it's the Holy Spirit. Okay, The Holy Spirit comes in to join the table. Right? So your mind has its headquarters. right? And the Holy Spirit is like, okay, now I'm the new CEO. Okay? I'm here and things are going to be a little bit different from now on. Okay, how many of you can attest to that, that the Holy Spirit comes and now it begins to kind of shift, right? The mind is the headquarters, right? But it needs a CEO. It needs someone to be running it the right way, right? We are a triune being, just like God is, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We are mind, body, and soul, okay? When, 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 when you don't know the Lord, those things are motivated by simply the natural things, right? Your, your mind can only operate as far as, as it can go because of the natural tendencies that he has, right? Your soul, which is another word for your spirit, is dormant. Because why? It hasn't been activated yet. It needs the Holy Spirit to come and wake it up, right? And in a way, you know, the, the picture of the Father to me is a great example of someone without the Spirit of God, right? You're in la-la land somewhere. You have no idea what's happening in front of you because even though we live in the natural world every day, there's a spiritual world going on, right? And so the Holy Spirit comes to activate your spirit first, and then your spirit begins to influence your mind. Are you following? I'm going to try to go very slow here. Because before Christ, right, before Christ, your spirit isn't a living spirit. It's just there. It's just dormant, okay? This is why when people come to church sometimes, they're like, wow, where have I been? Right? You've just been dormant. You've just been dead in your flesh, in your sins, and now you've been awoken to the reality of Jesus and his will for your life. Can you say amen? Right? So, so the mind needs the powerful influence of your spirit in order to be healthy and to run properly. Okay? Your mind has been affected by many things. Okay? I'm going to go very slowly today. Your mind has been affected by your environment. It's been affected by people who have influenced you. Your mind has been affected by experiences, good, bad, ugly, right? And so the Holy Spirit comes into all that to say, now, let's take all of that and let's redeem it 
so that you can think better and that you may live better because God's will for you is not to let your environment, your influence, or your experiences shape you, but those things are meant to mold you into the image and likeness of who God created you in the first place. Can you say amen? And so, and so what the Spirit does is it creates different thought processes. And that takes time. Because some of us have been in the same thought process for a long time. Right? And so, think about it, right? The urges that we have come from somewhere. Yeah. The disappointments. How you deal with disappointment? You deal with them a certain way because of your certain experiences. The anger that we have comes from somewhere. The depression comes from somewhere. The, the prone to addiction comes from somewhere. Right? And so all this thinking process needs now to be redeemed yeah. by the Spirit of God. So that you don't let yourself become those things. Because God says that I'm doing a new thing. But you'll use those things to make a better view. Can you say amen? And so the Holy Spirit comes in. Right? And Jesus says this about the Holy Spirit. When he comes in, right? Let me read this to you from John. Jesus said this. He said, when the Father sends the advocate, which is another word for the Holy Spirit, as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Okay? So the Holy Spirit now dwells inside of us. He breathes life into us, and your spirit comes alive. Right? And, and that's where faith comes from. Right? Faith arises from your heart, then into your mind. That's good. Okay? Faith arises from your heart. It's, an, it's, a, it's, a, it's a deep experience, and then it begins to now influence your mind. Are you following? Yeah. So things like joy, peace, self-control come from your spirit. That's good. It begins to affect your mind. In other words, a shift begins to take place. Right? A shift. The CEO begins to say, no, we're going this way. Right? Now we're under new management. We're under new leadership. Right? Like, it could be this, you know, sometimes you see a company that, 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 that's going a certain direction, a CEO comes in, same company, but now different direction. Right? You, it's same you, but not really same you anymore, because now there's a new CEO that's shifting things and leading you towards the path of righteousness for his name's sake, and surely goodness and mercy will follow you. Why? Because he's shifting things on your behalf. It's an awesome thing to live under the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Paul says it this way in Romans 8. Look, I love this. Paul says this, look. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For, hold on, it gets better. Wait, there's more. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are, under, who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit. If you have the Spirit of God living in you, and remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. Are you getting this? Okay, this is why we say don't just come to a building. You need the Holy Spirit. You need an encounter to have a transformation take place. 
Again, I'm gonna, I, I want to go nice and easy today. Uh, I, I'm going to treat you like you in my class at ALC, and we're just going to chop it up. Amen? Amen. So, so the Holy Spirit moves in and begins to influence our thinking. Right? And, 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 and so here's, let me give you some practical examples of what begins to happen. He tells your fear, hold on, you're not in charge anymore. Right? Tells your fear, you have a place. Because fear is meant to sound the alarm, but not, get this, right? Fear is part of life, but it's not meant to rule your life. Okay? Fear is like the alarm you have at home, if you have one, right? You only need it when you really need it. You don't need to be going off at times when you don't need to go away going off. You know what I mean? And a lot of times we're letting fear just... The Holy Spirit comes and says, shut that down. You're not in charge anymore. I'll let you know when to sound the alarm. Yeah, come on. Let's get, okay. let's get, let's get. I'll let you know when it's time to panic. Okay. You got to take a back seat. And then he tells your anxiety, relax. Because you know your anxiety. What are we going to do? 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 The Holy Spirit says, now, now you relax. You don't be anxious for nothing. You pray about everything. Come on. Right? Because there's, there's a new CEO. Don't worry. This company's in good hands now. You're in good hands now. You can, you can relax. Right? He goes on to tell your ego, take a back seat. He says, he says uh, we, we run on humility around here. So your pride can take a back seat. Why? Because God doesn't like the proud. But he loves the humble. And he will bless the humble. He will bless those who learn to just trust him, to just believe in him. So you don't have to. It's like, no, relax. Okay, relax. Pride. Humility now is in control. Why? Because it takes more strength to be humble than to be prideful. It's like, you, you thought you are flexing. No, you're not flexing. Now you're just being insecure. Let, let humility have his way now. Come on, are, are, you, are, you, are you getting this today? And then he tells your insecurity, uh, here's the thing. Now we have this thing called confidence. So you don't need to be wilding out. You don't need to be trying so hard to please everybody. Okay? Because now if you please the right people and the right CEO, then you, you're in good shape. You're in good hands. You don't have to worry about it. And once in a while, the security tries to come up and confidence is like, I thought we had this conversation already. I, I, thought, I thought we had an understanding, you know, that you don't have to, you know, like, we, we got this now. The CEO, it's in good hands, right? The Holy Spirit is like this, right? It's like the interior designer of your mind. Okay? If, you, if you're used to your house a certain way, someone comes in and begins to shift things around. At first, you might feel weird. I like that thing over there. <laughs> but I like, you know what I mean? And, 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 and here, here's something that, that we all struggle with. Sometimes, sometimes, because we're in a pattern for so long, we will fall in love with that pattern, even though it's destructive. Come on now. Think better, live better. Like, some people, it's a weird thing that happens to the mind. Some people will rather hold on to their hurts than to be free from their hurts. Because somehow it feels good. To hold on to this thing. Somehow it feels good to feel bad about yourself. Because now you have something to hold on. You have control over something. But the Holy Spirit comes and says, well, but the way that this company operates, we're not victims. We're victors. Like, we don't, 
We don't operate that way. And can we just be honest here? Every single one of us have a sad story. All of us. I haven't met one person who hasn't had a sad story. But the key, though, is are we going to let that define us? Or are we going to let those things mold us and shape us into better people, right, to think better and live better? Because now there's a new CEO in town, and he's all about victory. He's all about conquering. He's all about winning. God will never come to your pity party. It's your party. You can cry if you want to, but God ain't coming. Come on. When you read scriptures, you see when people throw pity party, God's like, are you done? Because now we've got to move on. Okay. Everybody has a sad story, but do not fall in love with a sad story. The goal is not the sad story. It's what you're going to do with that sad story. That's the goal. That's the goal. So he says things to you like this. Begin to pay attention to the CEO. He's got a message. He says things to you like, stop beating yourself up. Because you are no longer condemned. Right? You are not under judgment. You are loved. You are significant. You have value. Yes, some people may not value you. Maybe the teacher said you would never amount to anything. But that was the wrong CEO. You have a new CEO now that says, no, you are valuable. You have value in this. In this company now, we, you have value. He says things to you like, pick your head up. Don't walk around defeated. Why? Because I'm resurrecting you. Amen. I'm healing you. Amen. I'm restoring you. You may not see the fullness of it yet, but stick around. You're under construction. Watch what I'm going to do when I'm through with you. Watch what's going to happen with you if you let me continue to lead you. You know, the Holy Spirit, this came to me this morning. He's like your hype man. Everybody needs a hype man in their corner. You know, they used to call me the hype man in Smithfield. He's the hype man. I'm I'm like, you don't understand, though. It's not necessarily about being a hype man. It's about positioning myself to not be defeated. Because when you see me shouting and screaming and and doing all that, I'm speaking to my soul to say, I will not be defeated. I will not be the tail. I will be the head. So, yeah, you need a hype man. Nothing wrong with a hype man. Because what's the alternative? A crying man? A complaining man on your corner? Who, what boxer needs that? Dude, you're not going to make it. You are not going to make it. Do you want me to throw in the towel? You want me to throw in the towel? Can you imagine Rocky? That's his height. Can you imagine? Rocky, don't try it. Don't do it. You're going to die, Rocky. Right? For some people, that's their hype man, unfortunately. The Holy Spirit says, no, 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 no. You're, you're going to win it. You're in this thing to win. Yes, the righteous man falls seven times, but guess what? He gets up again. Right? You can't keep him down. He's up again. Right? You should be the kind of people that the enemy doesn't know what to do with you. Because no matter what he throws at you, you're like, you're like that, that, that guy in the Chinese movies. You know that guy in the Chinese movie that he gets hit with so many things and he's dying, but it takes him like 45 minutes to die. And he's saying a lot of things, but his mouth is moving. I will not surely die today, you know. 
Like, that should be you. That should be your mindset. But he's resurrected me. I'm not dying. He's resurrected me. He's healing me. And he's your corner going, you got this. Get up again. Fight again. Pray again. Worship again. Believe again. Serve again. Give again. Preach again. Tell him again. It's your hype man. He says, says, man, you... You are the man. I know that sounds weird, because for so, so, so many years, some of us, all we heard is, you're not the man. You're, you're not that great. Right? You, you're always screwing up. And some people, man, they love to point out your screw-ups. Don't elbow anybody. <laughs> but he's like, man, enough of that. We got too much to accomplish. That's right. To be focused on that. Can you say amen? amen. And, so, and, so, and so listen, he's in your corner. He's your hype man. He says, I don't just tell you what to do. I empower you to do it. Yeah. That's so good. I enable you to do it. Why? I'm not just in your corner. I mean you. Yeah. I mean you. Like, I mean there with you. When you wake up and you're all groggy in the morning, the Holy Spirit is already there. <laughs> Where am I? It always feels like, no, you're here. We're good. Is this heaven? No, not yet. You, you would feel better if you were in <laughs> so, so listen, let me, um, let me give you some practical things here today because I think it's important. Okay, number one is this. Okay, we all need to do this. Think about what you're thinking about. In other words, identify the source of your thoughts. Why is this important? Because not every thought comes from God. And one of the things you're going to grow is by identifying what thoughts you need to get rid of. Okay? There are some thoughts from your past that has looped long enough. Okay? They've been there for too long on a loop. Because the thing with your mind is your mind creates groove patterns. Okay, after a while, it's just a groove pattern that's there, and it's time to create new groove patterns. But in order to do that, first you've got to identify, wait, that's from my past. That's when my dad was so abusive. But that's not me anymore. Come on. And I'm not going to let that get on me. I'm not going to let that get on my kids. Come on. I don't know if it's the age or something, but the, the older I'm getting, the more I'm realizing that some of my thought patterns go way back to my childhood. And I need to identify this stuff. I need to bring it to the CEO so he can give me a new way of thinking about the thing that I'm thinking about. Okay? It's important to think what you're thinking about. Sometimes you're like, why am I always tired? Think about what you're thinking about. Why am I always negative? Think about what you're thinking about. Identify that source. This is why he says to them, fix your thoughts. Right? right? You got to ask questions like, is this uplifting? Come on. Is this good? Is this harmful? Better yet, is this true? That's good. Is this true? Because a lot of times our thoughts are just feelings that need to be aligned with truth. Is this Helping me? 
Is this making me a better person to dwell on this over and over again? In other words, who or what is behind your thoughts? Is it the enemy? Because you have one. Is it your flesh? Or is it the Holy Spirit now? I can't help you quickly identify thoughts. If it's condemning, it's not God. If it's judgmental, it's not God. If it's telling you that you may not be there, you're on your way, that's the Holy Spirit. Right? If it's telling you what the Word says, then you know it's God. When Jesus was tempted by the enemy, he never said, you know, I feel like I should tell you this. What does he say? No, it is written. Why? Because what's written is already established. It's already done. It's a done deal. The word of God it never changes. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So learn to speak the word over your life. He didn't argue with him. That's the mistake we make. You lose that argument every day. Right? But he says it is written. In other words, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to focus my mind and heart on what God said, not how I feel. Amen? Number two, learn to change the channel in your mind. You know, I was thinking about, about I don't know, over a year ago, we got rid of cable. And I, and, and I don't miss it at all. You know, what's interesting is you have cable. You have all these channels you never even look at. I'm like, who needs a fishing channel? If you do, hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm like... I'm like, who stays at home watching someone fish? <laughs> you know what I mean? Who needs a golf channel? Like, who watch? Like, I, oh, never mind. I, my brother-in-law does. I just remembered. But, you know, the, the, what's happening with, with that whole in- industry is that it's changing because of streaming and apps, and now you can pick and choose what you want to watch. Well, guess what? Your mind is the same way. It's up to you to change the channel. If you don't like what you're watching, change it. Right? Sometimes we, people talk like, I can't help it. Yeah, well, you can't t- Imagine being at home watching the fishing channel. You go, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> it keeps coming on. That's good. That's Think good. about it. That's good. Right? You're sitting there like, ah, fishing channel again. Now you're mad at everybody, you're mad at your kids. Come it's on, the fishing channel again. <laughs> Are you fighting with your wife because the fishing channel won't change? But you have the power to change the channel. The Holy Spirit comes to empower you to change the channel in your mind. In other words, you got to be selective about what you think about. That's why he says to fix your thoughts. What he's saying is change the channel. Change the channel in your mind. If you don't like what you're watching, choose the channel of your preference. Can I give you some channels? Here's your package deal today. Okay, giving you a new cable subscription to your, to your mind today. It's called the New Life Broadcast Network. Okay. This is, this is all we're going to subscribe to this. Good news is, it's free. Okay. Wait, there's more. Premium channels, free. Okay. But I stole this one from Joel Osteen. He said this. He said, how about you, buy, you start having some channels of your liking? Like, how about you have a channel called, I'm the good looking channel? 
How about you rehearse that in your mind as opposed to be rehearsing, I'm not that good looking channel. I'm never going to get anybody channel. Nobody's ever going to like me channel. No wonder you don't have anybody because that's the channel you keep playing on. How about you stop playing the channel that says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made like God made me for who I am. So the right person is going to like me for who I am. Right? Change the channel. God doesn't make mistakes. Even if your parents didn't think they wanted to have you, God wanted to have you. Right? The Bible says even when your mom and dad forsake you, God is still faithful to you. Change the channel of your thinking. I'm calling this channel the good-looking channel. How about the channel of I love my family? I love my wife. You know, I have a few of those channels. I see my wife loving me for who I am. I see my wife welcoming me home like I'm the greatest thing that ever happened to her. You know what I mean? I walk in the house and I'm like, I'm home. I, I didn't say some of those channels cannot be fantasy channels. It's free. Get what I'm saying? But change the channel to, seriously, to, these kids are not a burden, they're a blessing. Change the channel in your mind. Like sometimes, sometimes we're complaining about the very things we prayed for. You pray for a house. You pray for kids. Right? So bless them. Think about them from that perspective. Like, man, I am blessed to have kids. Some people wish they had kids. Some people wish they were married. Don't you know, ladies, that right now that dude you're complaining about, someone would be like, I'll take him. Drop him like it's hot. I'll take him the next day. <laughs> Change the channel. You're blessed to be married or to have a kid. You, you're even blessed to be single because there's that channel of you could yeah. be in things that you shouldn't be in. Yeah. So whatever you are right now, appreciate that channel that God has you on. Okay. How about this channel, the victory channel? See yourself winning. See yourself achieving. See yourself producing. Yeah. See yourself, listen, you ever do this? You ever get up and envision your day? Yeah. You know how prophetic that is? Envision your day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that I find favor with the Lord. I'll find favor with my coworkers. You'll be surprised. You go, to, you go to your job and coincidence begin to happen. You're like, what happened? You begin to change the channel in your mind. You are victorious. You are winning. Change the channel. Change the channel. And then, and then lastly, delete some channels. That's the good news about well, the time we live in. You know, one of the most blessed things on Facebook is the, is the, is the block button. I love that button. I'm like, you hate it on my news feed? Blocked. I'm like, Matumbo. Not in this house. I'm like, no, 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 no. Too blessed to be stressed. Bam. Wait, are you a pastor? You're supposed to love everybody. I could love you and block you. I could love you and block you. I'm going to love you from over here. Don't need that in my life. Learn to delete. Right? Some thoughts come. Delete. Oh, man, you messed up. Delete. 
Oh, man, nobody can Delete. You know, oh, man, I don't know what's going to happen now. The fridge is broke. Delete. God is faithful. He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. Learn to hit the delete button. Some of y'all need to delete some people. You're wondering why you're not making progress. You know, you keep hitting that same dude who doesn't want to do anything with his life. Delete. The Lord says, delete. Okay. You won't, listen, nothing else will come new if there's no room for new. You got to make room for new. You know what I mean? Sometimes on your computer, it's frozen. Why? Because it's got too much junk in there. You got to delete the viruses. Get rid of the stuff so you can have newness of life. Someone ought to say amen today. Delete. Worship team, you guys can come. Last thing. Number three is you need a meal plan for your mind. We're so obsessed with our physical appearance today, which is great. I think it's fantastic. But a lot of people don't realize this, that no matter how physically well you are, you are only as well as your mind is. So if you're going to put so much into your physical, well, you better have a plan for your mind as well. Because there's a lot of people, listen, I know people who are in great physical shape but they're out of shape in their minds. Right? And you are a triune being. You need, you need mind, body, and soul to be in shape. Right? And so you need a meal plan for your mind. I want to give you a meal plan. It's for free. Wait, there's more. Right? So if you are what you think, don't you think the key is to feed your mind well? You got to feed your mind well. Let me give you some practical things. Learn to get up and surrender your mind to the Lord every day. Not some days, every day. Get up five minutes. You don't have to be a crazy prayer warrior to pray for five minutes to say, Lord, I want to have this day with you. I want to surrender right now. Because every day you almost have to like delete all over again. Lord, I want to surrender all right now, right now, before my day even gets going. I want to surrender right now. These thoughts to you. I want to surrender my day to you. I want to surrender my my job to you. I want to surrender my kids to you. I want to surrender my worries to you. I want to surrender my anxiety to you. I want to surrender my fears to you. Before you go on Facebook, go to the Lord and begin to renew your mind every single day. Renew your mind. And then It's amazing how your body works. What you think affects how you feel. How you feel affects how you talk. How you talk affects how you behave. Right? So I need to be conditioned in my mind to think right. And I do that to prayer, but also I do that to how what I'm feeding my eyes. That's why to me reading is such a powerful tool. Because when you're reading, you're expanding your mind. And you're, and you're creating new groove patterns in your mind and heart. This is why we want to give out this book, Think Better, Live Better. Why? Because the more you do that, the more you're conditioning your mind. See, your mind's not good or bad. It's what you're feeding it every day. Right? I see people, they want to think better, live better, but they don't feed their minds. That's like the guy that says, I want to be healthy, but eats junk food every day. But he orders a Diet Coke. Don't raise your hand. I'll take um, five cheeseburgers, 
couple of fries and make sure you give me a Diet Coke with that. <laughs> that Diet Coke ain't going to wash away those 10,000 calories you just put into your body. You're lying to yourself. Better get yourself a water and drive away without picking up that order and go make yourself a salad or something. Okay? You got to read. Reading is what feeds your mind. You know, we just got some brand new resources. Man, I'm telling you, so good. Battlefield of the Mind, I'm reading that right now. Think better, live better. I, I read usually five, six books at a time. I'm reading five books right now. Why? Because I always want to be feeding this thing to think better and live better. And last thing is this. Your ears. It's an ear gate. What do you listen to? What do you listen to? Don't be surprised if, if at your job all you listen to is gossip and you become a gossiper. Like, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Right? If all you do is hang out with someone who worries and next thing you know, you're frantic. Don't be surprised if you're watching porn, you're going to read porn. I mean, don't be surprised. Right? And so, and so you have to take control of these things. These are things that God won't do for you. He gives you the tools. Right? To listen. Like, I love my commute because I get to listen to podcasts and audiobooks. And, and why? Because I have an hour and I'm going to spend it by feeding my mind and my heart. That's a choice. Right? To listen, to worship. Why do we love worship music? Because it takes you to the throne of God. Right? We can't be listening to stuff that's vile and weird and complex and, 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 and playing your emotions all week long and expect to hear God's voice. Right? And so these are things that you have to take ownership of to say, my mind is too precious, my life is too precious, to, to just, just fill it with garbage. Some of you, the best thing you can do is fast, not food. Fast your entertainment. Fast your Facebook page for a while. Get away from all that nonsense for a while. Get your mind right and clear to hear the voice of the Lord for, what, for a while. Take one week, I challenge you, one week of just listening to worship music and reading the Bible or one of these books that I'm talking about. Watch the difference. Just one week challenge, I guarantee you. You won't stop at one week because it's too good. You're like, you want more. You want more. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. For more information on New Life and all of our campuses, log on to www.atnewlife.org.